What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. Special episode today because it's going to be the shortest episode ever. Uh, we have nothing new to report. There's no news whatsoever. I'm going to go watch Godzilla versus Kong. So um, that that's the show. It's the fastest show ever. Um, so uh, that's it. You've been decoded. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Ah, I I actually hate today. Uh, April Fool's Day is a great day, and I I love when the the industry gets in on it. (laughs) Like, in all honesty, like, I don't mind it as much. What I, what people tend to forget that it is solely an American holiday, technically. So when you're a part of a yes. when, when you're a mod of a Discord and you start getting all these reports and they start pinging you, it's like Gino, is this real? And I'm just like, Ugh. like the Elden Ring post. For those of you who didn't know, where they jokingly said Elden Ring is canceled, but if you read the whole post, it's clearly a joke. Uh, I I was kind of hoping they weren't joking. Like I really would have wanted to play Dark Souls Pop. Like that sounds like exactly the kind of game I want to play. You know what? It's what's Dark amazing? Souls, but you hear enemies with bubbles. That game would be amazing. You know what's amazing? I actually would be happy with that, to be honest with you. If they took Dark Souls and just said, you know what, we're gonna milk it for the franchise that we have it as. Give me everything. they haven't. Like <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten board games. That's Where's about my it. Dark Souls? I want my Dark Souls Pokemon style game where I gotta collect, you know, all the monsters that are in Dark Souls. Actually, I would, I, you know, for lore purposes, I would actually like that. If you if you were playing like a hunter, but not in the sense of like you're trying to categorize all the monsters so you could create a guide for people to avoid them. I think that'd be kind of cool. I would actually like that. <laughs> But um, I think uh, I think my favorite April Fool's post uh, was THQ's post today, where they did a mock advertisement for Darksiders, and not like ciders as in the game is spelled, but actual cider, the drink. And I'm like, this this is a thing that I actually want. <laughs> I would like my war pale ale cider. I, Why is this not a real thing? I'd be cracking open a can right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, I like that, and it made me think. I'm like, huh? How can I add dark ciders to the cafe menu? Have Let's one do cider. It. We have one cider, but it's everything. It's like, oh, it's not really. Can I add activated charcoal to cider, and then it's just it's like here is like a pitch black cider. I don't know if that would bode well for most people's stomachs, though. I I mean, there's activated carbon ice cream, the goth ice cream. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's also hard because sometimes you'll get like news reports that you think, "Oh, this is clearly a joke," and it's like, no, it's not. (laughs) Not a joke. Like, for example, uh, Tripwire Entertainment has announced that there is some type of summer DLC or event happening in their game, Maneater. Uh, they just chose to announce it on a day like today, on April Fool's Day of all days. 
uh, Man Eater, the Truth Quest, uh, is said to come out. Uh, no one knows what it's about. Uh, they have like a little trailer that's available on YouTube, and it's basically built around the fact that you know the the way the game is set up. You know, it's it's told narratively that from the point of view of like it's a, a reality show, and so like the producer of the show, the guy who was narrator, um he feels like there's a conspiracy why the shark evolved over the course of the game and uh he gets turned away and gets chased and all of that so that's going to be the basis of this new dlc which is uh pretty interesting when you think about it Uh, i'm just i'm just excited for more manhunter you know i I think it was uh it was an interesting game wasn't anything like super great it was just a good old open world Chompy chomp, good time. It's it's a good arcade style game. <clears throat> yeah, in that sense, like we haven't it, had one of those in a while, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those games where like it's not afraid to be a video game and just be simple fun. I wish we had and, more uh, games like that. Like in all honesty, yeah, games well, that aren't afraid to be like, yeah, we're a video game. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it can go one of two ways because you have games that aren't afraid to be video games and they're done very well. Yeah, and then you have games that aren't afraid to be video games and they either miss the mark completely or they flat out fail, or they kind of like fall in between that. Eh, it's okay, but it could have been better kind of thing. Uh, for example, uh, my review is up on the main website. Uh, today I did a review for Balan Wonderworld. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Yuji Naka. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Yuji Naka is basically the guy who created Sonic uh, and also Knights into Dreams and Burning Rangers and Choo Choo Rocket and Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Ooh, and if any of those... <laughs> oh my god. Uh... <laughs> So, you know, he, he's definitely a developer who, you know, is known if you're into video games like that. Um, I tried as much as possible to emphasize that, like, the game wasn't bad. It just did a lot of, like, old school mistakes because, you know, we've grown so much from the days of, like, the Genesis and the Saturn to what we have now. And this game feels like it should have came out in that era because it probably would have been a lot more acceptable to release a game like that in that particular time frame because we didn't have the level of coding or technology that we have in today's gaming. I wouldn't even say that. It's quality then. of life. Quality of life like things that have improved since that time. Yeah. Um, um I mean it's 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 a decent game. I think I think you should definitely if you are into that kind of game, if you're into platformers, if you're into those, you know, collectathon style games, I would definitely wait for like a price drop. Um buying it at full price, I would only say you should do it if you're like really itching to play a Yuji Naka game. Or if you're a collector <laughs> like I was. <laughs> Or if, or if you're like me, yeah, I collect it. It's definitely going to be one of those games that's going to be like forgot about after a while. Then, like several years down the line, you're going to be like, "Wait, why is this game worth like eighty, a hundred dollars?" Right. Like, like Billy, 
<laughs> like look at like if you look at Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, for example, uh, even used, that game is still like seventy to eighty dollars, and new fresh and wrapper goes for like about two hundred. Yep. Same thing with Knights. And Billy, Hatcher, yeah, and and mind you, Billy Hatcher isn't like one of the greatest games ever made. It's just a good game. It's just, but it's a Yuji Naka game. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the thing. It's it's um it's like a there's the Knights Christmas DLC, which apparently is one of the hardest things to find uh for the original game. Um it was like a I think you only got it through like a weird Sega promotion or something like that. It's just Knights with just Christmas music. And apparently that goes for a lot of money. Like a lot of money. <laughs> So, I, I just feel like yeah. that the game's going to turn that way. So if you get, if you are going to get the game, yeah. maybe pick up the physical edition. Um, if you want to read my thoughts about it, it's up on the main website now at digitalearentertainment.com. So you can definitely check that out. Um, I realized, like before that, I haven't reviewed a lot of stuff. Since like February. Well, no, I think the last. What was the last thing I reviewed? I think it was uh, Fall Guys, maybe. <laughs> um, there's. It's been it's been a while. Yeah. Speaking of uh, games that will become collectors' items, I hope everyone got to ma- manage to get at least their Super Mario uh, 3D Anniversary Edition. I've I've seen the eBay prices on that right now. Like it's only been a day. It hasn't even been a full and, day, technically. <laughs> and people are already trying to resell this game for like fifteen hundred dollars. And I'm like, I can still go to like Nintendo World. They're not actually available there. They actually pulled them off the shelves at Nintendo World. Um, that's still stupid. <laughs> so now I can actually go to a mom and pop shop and still get it. Yes, and they'll you can still, also have still get it, there. it at Best Buy. <laughs> I can still walk to Best Buy <laughs> and get Mario 3D All Stars for sixty dollars. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those weird decisions from Nintendo that I'm just like I I don't know how I feel about it. I I love the I, jokes. I don't know why. I love the jokes about it I, that Mario's dead. <laughs> yeah, no, I I always wondered what made them do such a decision. Like, why did they have it as such a limited? time release like i haven't seen anything like that ever in video games i i i don't have an actual answer um this is just behavior that that i see it it's weird uh, <laughs> damn it mario <laughs> Um, it's just weird because uh, Nintendo and Sony didn't have this weird apprehension about like preserving old games. I've noticed compared to Microsoft, which is just like, hey, let's just put everything on Games Pass. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> um, Sony is closing down their uh, PS3 Vita stores as well, apparently, which was a surprise to the devs. We're still developing for the Vita. Well, I mean, 
Not really. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of the Vita games are. They're mostly like, indie games. Visual novels and stuff. Yeah, uh, they're mostly yeah. indie games and stuff like that. But the fact that they were still selling dev kits up until the day of the, like, actually, they're still selling dev, dev kits for the Vita. Um, <laughs> up until they made the announcement is kind of, I guess what I expect from miscommunication from internal Sony. We've been in this a long time. They seem to miscommunicate a lot to themselves, I feel like. But it's just this weird, weird practice, at least to me, that Sony and Nintendo aren't really preserving gaming history while Microsoft is actually doing it, which is odd. I think like the actual preservation of gaming history is more so in the physical side of things. True, but a lot of these games never had, like, it was the reason why, yeah, like, got Pilgrim. There's a bunch of them that Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's quite a few things that, you know, only existed in a digital space. So, like, for example, um, and this might not be, like, a big, as big of a deal to most people, but one of the things that I'm upset at potentially losing because I don't know what happens. Like, you know, I have a lot of this stuff already on my Vita and I'm like, so if the store's gone, can I still play my game? Or, you know, does that mean the servers are gone for the game? Like, because I know, I know, I know that some of the games require the store to exist so that you can play them. It's really weird how they have it set up like that. Um, one of the things that I, I worry about is, especially on my, from my PSP days, and eventually I, pu- I ported them over to my Vita, um, was my collection of the, the PlayStation Minis, if anyone remembers oh, remember those, those on the handle. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch of, like, you know, uh, essentially what the Minis were, was mostly like a lot of like cell phone games that got ported to uh, the, P- the PSP and the Vita. Um, like, do I lose out on all of those? Like, if, do I, am I not able to play those anymore? Like, if they're all, if you already have them downloaded and stuff like that, you should still be able to play them. If they require authorization to a server, you might not be, unless it is what's considered a cross-platform buy, as Sony has mentioned, i.e. it's available on the PS4 marketplace, that you can still order it. Or the PS5 marketplace, then those will be fine. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's just no. It's a. It. it this is why, like, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and it's this is the best example I could think of. It's not a great. It's a good game. Um, but if you want something in the same genre that's better, play um. River City Girls. But not Pilgrim vs. the World, no one, the reason why everyone made a big deal of it was because it was stuck in that 360, actually, yeah, just the PS3 generation. And no one was able to actually replay it. It was only on that system, if I'm correct. So that's kind of why it was a big deal when it got re-released. Like, people wanted it because it's like, okay, now we can have it for like, posterity and be like hey look look at how the brawler has evolved same thing with i think it was one of the river city ransom games actually um during the 360 where the developers had a tiff 
yeah. <laughs> um, had a tiff with each other and then like the music. So I think I still have one of the original River City games with the um, original music score because they couldn't remove it on the Steam version, but made it removable on the 360 version. Weird. Yeah, patch. Um, so it's it's just like one of those weird things I just worry about. Like seeing this behavior from Nintendo, and it's like we still have no word about the eShop or any of the stuff from the Wii U and the Wii days. So, ah, that that's my biggest gripe, I think, right now. <laughs> um, yeah, worried. Yeah, the 3DS has such a huge catalog of games as well. Like to lose all of the digital games that were just there is already kind of worrying in of itself. Um, I guess in other news, uh, because also today being April Fool's Day, E3 had to assure everyone that their event would be free. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, to be, like, okay, I could see why. I could absolutely 100% see why. People would think you would have to pay to visit to see certain parts of E3. I absolutely understand that, judging by how online conventions have been in the past. But the best part of E3 has always just been free. It's just, oh, let's watch the trailers. Let's, let's watch the press conferences. <laughs> they would have just restreamed it. <laughs> let's be honest. Most <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that this was a like you could tell that it was a slow news week when this is a top story. E3 had to ensure the public. No, we're not charging for E3 this year. Um, there is though one uh competitor to E3 this year though. Uh, Valve doing their little um theme showcase dev like convention thing that they've been doing. Uh, for indie games, um, has scheduled it. To be the month around E3 as well. So that should be interesting. I mean, it's it's mostly a Valve thing, so I don't think it's going to be on the same level as E3. They uh, then again, even E3, even, then, even E3 isn't on the same level as E3 anymore. So exactly. let's be real with that. Yeah, <laughs> like the fact uh -huh. that like the Valve event has like streams with the devs that you can actually watch in client and stuff like that is actually kind of nice. Um, so I think it's a more homey experience where it's like, oh, we can actually interact and stuff like that and see how the game. Because they just give out free demos for everything. I think that's what I like about it the most. Um, but yeah, like again, e like like we said, I I don't see E three surviving much longer. Honestly, <laughs> a, a lot of companies have turned to their own self created, you know, digital directs reveals. Yeah. And direct, so to speak, you know, that I, I think like E3 just isn't going to be the thing it was anymore. And the writing on the wall, the writing has been on the wall for that for a long time because for quite a number of years, E3 has been a little like kind of 
Yeah. And and the bigger show has always been, you know, things like Gamescom or or the Tokyo Game Show. Or PAX. Either the PAXs. Or no, no, even PAX, yeah. I, I think Sometimes, what uh, I think three is that um the timing, in all honesty. You have PAX East that happens before it. Like at the beginning of the year. So that's when everyone's like, hey, look at the stuff coming out in spring and stuff. Then you have E3, which is right at the onset of like the summer drought, where it's like, yeah, these are all the things like we're announcing that don't really have release dates. Just really the console show-offs, stuff like that. Those are the bigger E3s. Then you have Gamescom that's that happens right at the end of the summer drought. And uh, it's like, hey, this is everything that's ending, that's coming out like right after the show in September and October. Then you have Tokyo's Game Show that shows off everything coming out for Christmas. It's just in a really bad position, determining how, if you look at how the market has changed. Um, when we were younger, E3 was the show to go to because games didn't follow this weird, these are the quarters that we release. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of but other than that, like like you said, the writing's on the wall for E three unless they change it to an actual convention, which I highly doubt that they will. So I don't know. I think as ever since like companies have started like Minimizing their E3 appearances, um, it just doesn't feel like it's gonna matter anymore. Like E3 just doesn't matter anymore. I think it would still for a while. I think it would still matter for console releases because it's still for investors. That's really what it's. It's a trade show. It's not like a convention like PAX or Gamescom. Gamescom really is a convention to celebrate gaming in general. Um, Yeah. It's a trade show that's meant for... It's like CES, because that's where it came from. It's meant to show off stuff. And when you only have three console manufacturers, and maybe one or two of the the, uh, PC-like component manufacturers showing off stuff, it gets stale, honestly. So... Yeah. Yeah. But you know what isn't stale? What? You know what never get you know what never gets old? Giant monsters beating the crap out of one another. Oh, that's true. That is very true. That's, that never gets old. And in since video games have been a thing, there's always been some kind of giant monster game where monsters beat the crap out of other monsters. We're going way back with one of, with the king of D monsters, Godzilla himself, who, for those of you who aren't aware, has had a pretty long history in the age of gaming, going as far back as to the 80s on, like, the Commodore 64. Yep. For people who had that system. Uh, now, I know mostly everybody is familiar with games like uh, Rampage or... Um, what was that other game? I played it on Super Nintendo, and Funny it was like Rampage because there's a lot of people when I bring up Rampage, they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Am I the only person?" I thought for the longest time I made up this game. 
until the movie came out. <laughs> I really thought I made up this game in my head for the longest time. The um giant monster like it was an S yes, King of Monsters, SNK's King of Monsters. That was a that's another one. Oh, yeah. That game was amazing. It was definitely a, uh, a it had a lot of parodies of the uh, the monster verse as it's come to be known as. Um, I, it's funny Godzilla, because it, while they they are technically parodies, they're also like that's kind of just how Toho rolls. Honestly, remember Jet Jaguar yeah. is just a <laughs> reused. Um, half the monsters are actually either reused from um, what's it called Ultraman sometimes. Or even like Jet Jaguar is a reused Ultraman outfit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bless Jet Jaguar. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Godzilla has been in the gaming sphere since uh, the early 80s, going as far back to the Commodore 64. Um, but what I really wanted to touch on was uh, our, our personal history, yours and mine, Gino, our personal history with the Godzilla games that we played growing up. Um, for me, I if I can remember my first Godzilla game was a, a side-scroller title that I think was on the NES. And this particular game had you can play as Godzilla or Mothra and it had a grid system where you traveled from left to right and you basically fought on the planets um it was published by uh Toho itself from what i remember I th- that game was my very first experience with uh Godzilla if i remember there's only um, two NES games that are on that are published by Toho, and I think it's either Circus Caper or Godzilla Two: War of the Monsters. And I think it's Godzilla Two: War of the Monsters. There, there is a there is definitely a regular Godzilla game that is just called Godzilla. Uh, it had to have released. I want to say, God, how how old was I when it came out? I'm, I'm trying to go back in my own personal way back machine here. Oh yeah, monsters um, and monsters. But I, I think it was definitely uh, an old school NES game. Probably came out like in '88 or '89. If uh, if I had to really think about it. Yes, thank you, Mara. 88 by Toho. Uh, that's probably when I played it, too. Um, <laughs> uh, that was my first experience with Godzilla and video games, and it, before that, the Godzilla fan in me was always watching, like, I think it was like the Channel 5 marathons that they would always show, where I would sit with my bowl of cereal, watching all the crazy Godzilla films when they would do like the big marathons of them. Um, coincidentally, Godzilla is also how I got into mystery science theater 3000. Cause I remember passing upon it, like flipping through channels one time. And there was an episode of mystery science theater where they were making fun of a Godzilla film. And that made me become a fan of mystery science theater. Um, but yeah, so Godzilla ha- has been around for a very long time. Since the eighties. 
my first game was definitely that old school NES one. I'm sure Gino, you've had. There are two that that pop into my head. There are two that pop into my head, and um, the first one is uh, Godzilla's Generation. I think no, that one. It's Godzilla the series. It was the Game Boy Color one. That's the one that popped into my head. And then later on, I remember going to an import shop here in the city and finding the uh, Japanese Dreamcast version of a Godzilla game. Um, but yeah, there was the ga- there was the uh, Godzilla the series. It was released in '99. Um, it was actually developed by Crawfish Interactive and published by Crave. It was based mm-hmm. off of the car- the cartoon series uh, from '99, which was. Which is um, which we affectionately call that Godzilla Zilla. Um, yeah, yeah. If everyone remembers the early Godzilla Millennium, um, the was it Warner Brothers that made that movie? I don't remember. It was the U.S. Godzilla release. Yeah, and I think that was probably like a a Warner Brothers film. Um, with Ma- with Matthew Broderick. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> um, but that's not actually my first. My first Godzilla movie is actually the original Godzilla versus King Kong. So, I mean, my first Godzilla movie is a smorgasbord because I watched them all in a handful. Yeah, because uh, I remember the I, I remember the first one I got on VHS though Ooh. when you know my mom went out and they actually had it on VHS. The first one I got was Godzilla versus Megalon, which coincidentally is the one with Jet Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with Jet Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was the first one that I like. I actually owned, like physically owned. Uh, I think I still have that VHS. Uh, I, I know I have. I have the rest of the VHSs, you know, Godzilla, uh, the later films that came out before they did the 2000s one, you know, Godzilla versus Biollante, Godzilla versus Destroyer, and all of that. Um, yeah. I still have those on VHS. Dating myself here. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla 1998 was TriStar Pictures, so Sony. That says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot so much. <laughs> I just remember remember the one scene from that movie where he busts through the building, but it's like this perfect oval cutout, and the building hasn't collapsed yet. It's just like, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not physically possible. I'm like, but how? (laughs) Um, but if Um, we are going to talk about the games, we're going to talk about the golden, I guess, the golden age of these games. Which is around the GameCube original Xbox era? Nah, nah, even, even even before even before that, you you can't talk about Godzilla without mentioning Super Godzilla on the SNES. Okay, that's okay? true. That's true. Because <laughs> because that game was terrible. <laughs> that game was awful. It was so bad, but we loved it anyway because it was a Godzilla game. Um, but there's a lot of reasons to love that game, and I and I think one, uh, it was probably one of the first games to like really try to encapsulate 
the feel of the 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 battles and the monsters. Um, because the game was split into like two different things. You have like uh one screen where like you had to guide Godzilla to the different levels, and you had to like push the button in the right spot before you could actually play as him. Um, and then like the whole story was built around. Ghidorah attacking Japan as he always tends to do and he disappears you find out that uh, it was like this alien race that it's is been, controlling Ghidorah it's from that, and then it's there's from like the movie. another it's, from, it's like it's the plot line from the movie right? I think it's Mecha Ghidorah yeah. yeah yeah. and then they also have a Mecha Godzilla so one of the interesting things about this one though is uh the Mecha Godzilla that's used in this game is the North and the uh, in the North American version of the game, the one that was released in the states. Yeah. The Mecha Godzilla that we got was the original Mecha Godzilla because at this time, uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla Two had not been released in the states at that time, as far as the movies are concerned. Um, so they, there's actually two different Mecha Godzillas depending on which version of the game you play. If you play the Japanese version, you get the newer version of Mecha Godzilla. Um, so if you have the American version of Super Godzilla, you get the Showa Mecha G. Nice. As opposed to the Heise, as opposed to the Heisei era uh, Mecha G. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so that's one like little, cool little factor about uh, that game right there. Um, I think I still have that game Probably. somewhere in one of my many many bins of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, though, the one Godzilla game that sticks out the most to me, and I think it's because of everything happening around that time, um, is Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. That was on the GameCube, GameCube and right? Xbox. Yeah. Um, I liked that game. I think it was a good game. Those, those games are fun. Yeah. I thought those games were fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, I just remember a lot of what I remember of that game also was the fact that it was really pushed by Toonami for some weird reason. I remember that too. Yeah, like <laughs> remember when Toonami used to do game reviews, but they'd only do like specific games. And it was just like, why was it always the Godzilla games and like some random JRPG? I remember them doing Beyond Good and Evil also as a review. And I'm just like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> but yeah, it, um, Destroy All Monsters Melee is probably one of those games that sticks. I have it somewhere. It's also weird looking at this because it's like you see who developed these games. It's like you people don't exist anymore as like software companies. Um, for example, uh, for that one, it's Pipeworks Software. I haven't heard of in a long time. They doing anything? Oh, they did Terraria. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Marcus Melee was definitely one of the peak 
Godzilla games. Yeah. Uh, coming out on the GameCube and on the Xbox. Um, but I think the one that people remember the most on the GameCube, there was two different ones that I'm thinking of. Because I know that there was Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. And there was Destroy All Monsters Melee. And then there was another one. Why am I thinking of two different ones? Is it Godzilla Save the Earth that came out? I think that was on... That one didn't hit GameCube. I think no. that one was on it's the, same, the PlayStation 2. It's the same era. It's almost the same game. <laughs> um, yeah, Godzilla Save the Earth, which came out on Xbox and PlayStation 2. Same um, developer. And I think it was almost the same. I think it was actually a remake, almost. Um, it was a sequel to yeah. Destroy All Monsters, maybe. Um, that one was also very good on the PlayStation 2, but obviously everyone felt the uh, Destroy All Monsters Melee was like the better of yeah. the trilogy, so to speak, because little known fact, there was actually a trilogy of games, and they all released on different systems. So Destroy All Monsters Melee was on the GameCube and on the Xbox, so you can only get it on the GameCube and the Xbox. Godzilla Save the Earth, which is a sequel to that game, which is on Xbox. It's only on the PlayStation Two and Xbox. Yeah. So if you have to, if you have the original Xbox, you got both games. Great. If you had a GameCube, you only got one. If you had a PlayStation Two, you only got one. <laughs> and then that game was actually followed up with Godzilla Unleashed. Oh, the Wii which game came to the Wii. <laughs> yes, that came to the Wii. <laughs> It was also on the PlayStation 2. That game was bad. Yeah, that game was bad. But didn't that game get like, like a second? Yeah, that really game got bad. a remake also. Uh, Godzilla Unleashed Double Smash for the Nintendo DS. Yeah, the other thing to remember too is between the PlayStation 2 version and the Wii version, the PlayStation 2 version is arguably the worst one. Um, <laughs> so the saving grace for the PlayStation 2 version of Godzilla Unleashed is there's no motion controls, which I think was a plus, but you're also missing like half the cast. Like you don't get, uh, in Godzilla Unleashed for the PlayStation 2, you don't get to play as the original 1954 Godzilla, uh-huh. um, Gigan, Biolante, and a few others. I think that like King Caesar, they're not in the PlayStation 2 version of the game. Which is terrible. I think, this game was, is I think this was trash. the time when the Godzilla license got taken back by Toho, didn't it? During this, this the early 2000s? I, I had a, a lot of it was like the... I mean, Toho published a lot of their own, and then a lot of games, if Toho didn't publish them, they were also published by like Band Presto at the time. Uh, some of them were also published by Bandai, now Bandai Namco. Um, no, these these are all like the ones that we've been talking about right now are by Atari right now. Yeah, because they were licensed out to them. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I think, yeah, because I think after this, um, I think a lot of the Godzilla games and I, even the IP got like to stop, stop. <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> Yeah, but Godzilla Unleashed, I think, was like 
the last straw, so to speak, because after that, there was mostly a bunch of like mobile games that came out for Godzilla. Yep. Um, and I don't think there was a actual like game game where you played like as the monsters until 2015 Godzilla which came out on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4. Um, oh, this yeah. one... <laughs> now I remember this. This game is interesting for many, 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 many uh, reasons. Uh, for starters, uh, the game is also incre- is incredibly hard to find. Um, it's, a, it's considered a rare title because there was no... The digital release was pulled from PSN, the PlayStation Network. Um, the physical copy was also a limited print somewhat. Like, whatever they printed, that's all they printed. Um, so there's that. Uh, this game wasn't great. <laughs> But it also it definitely captured the feel of the Godzilla films, you know, like the, the panic caused by when these monsters would attack. Yeah. Um, it, it had like that lumbering monster feel of when they would come into the cities and you can control them, destroying and blowing up all the things. Um, had multiplayer, it just right? I remember multiplayer on it. Uh, maybe I think it had multiplayer. I, I, for some weird reason, I think like, did this game have multiplayer? And I'm just like, I'm just trying to remember it. Um, cause yeah, because I know that there was. I think there was different modes where they allowed multiplayer, so to speak. Maybe because I know the uh, for the PlayStation Four. I think what it was, the PS4 version was the only one that had an online multiplayer mode where you can actually fight other players and other kaiju and stuff like that um so the thing to one of the pluses for the game that one specifically for the playstation 4 was that it it actually had a bunch of different modes that you could choose from you had a god of destruction mode where you play as godzilla and you have like uh 10 areas that you can select you know it was random like you could choose where you wanted to play there's 25 levels in total, but God of Destruction mode, you were able to pick 10, and you're able to go through them in any order. Oh, that's fun. And you start Godzilla, he's like at a specific height, and as you go through the game, uh, he keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the bosses would match your size, depending on how big you are. But if you failed, uh, you would have to retry the letter, the level, and then the bosses would become smaller to make it like easier for you. Um, you had to, in order to really complete that game, you had to exceed a hundred meters in player height by the last stage. And then you would be able, after the credits roll, you play the true final stage as Burning Godzilla and you're attacked by the Super X3, which is a, a ship that was sent to fight Godzilla in the, uh, the shows. That's such a deep cut. Like, that is such a deep cut in terms of Godzilla lore. Like, really? 
people <laughs> people who played this game, unless you actually follow Godzilla, you're you're not going to know that. <laughs> Godzilla fans. Yeah. It's one of the games that I regret personally trading in because like I thought the game was just terrible. So I traded it in. And at the time I was like, oh if anything I'll get it back. And when I started to try to look for the game again, it was just impossible to find. Then I discovered like, oh, you know, the game's actually a collector's item now. I'm like, crap. Um and me being the Godzilla fan that I am, it's like I want this game again. I just want to have it in my collection, you know. You you have um, uh, PlayStation VR, right? Yes. Okay, so in 2016, a year after um, that Godzilla game came out, um, they released a VR demo for Shin Godzilla, and that I, that's the one that I played when uh, I went to visit Japan. And I didn't even know that existed. Yes, it so. is a PlayStation VR demo. <laughs> that is it. Developed and published by Toho. Um, it's various scenes. It's it's you. It's 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 a little more than a tech demo, in all honesty. But it's you going through while while Shin God like the different main scenes of Shin Godzilla. Um, the other. It's, I don't know if it's still available at all, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if it's still available, but um, you could check. Um, the other game, which was published by Bandai Namco, which never came to the States, is um, City Shrouded in Shadow, which is a Godzilla game. Um, it's a spiritual successor to the Disaster Report series. It's it's hard to consider this a Godzilla game only because you also have um, references to the Ultra series, Gamera, Pat Labor, and Ava um, in the series. But like Godzilla is the main uh, bad guy in that game. Um, outside of that, there are a few, uh, crossover games that have Godzilla that are related, but aren't exactly, um, considered part of it. Uh, you have it. Oh yeah. Kong VR Destination Skull Island, which has a, uh, which is a VR thing released by Warner Brothers. Um, it, it's by the whole mon- it's the whole monarch situation and all that. Um, it's cool. It, it makes references to Godzilla, but there is no uh real Godzilla. Really, anything happening right now in terms of Not gaming? For a while, the most that we've had was he has appeared as a skin in Fall Guys. That's he the has most the recent regular Godzilla skin. That is the most. And recent. they all and. To celebrate the release of the movie Godzilla vs. Kong, um, they did a, a special burning Godzilla skin. <laughs> uh, if you ha- if you had the crowns to uh, purchase it, so so here's my question: Do you Netflix. think with the revival of Godzilla and fans of like of the kaiju genre, do you think that we will 
get a monster versed fighting day and age. Like a legendary's picture. I, I would like to see that happen. I just don't think it will. Um, what I would hope to happen is more games that have giant monsters fighting each other get made. We've had some stuff come close, like the Override uh, mech fighting game. That's like in that vein. Um, what I would really like to see, and this is another old classic title that I think uh, deserves some love to be shown off again and maybe um, be brought back somehow in a more modern way. Uh, something like PlayStation 2's War of the Monsters oh, yeah. would be uh, something that I would love to see done again, especially with today's uh, tech and graphic capability. Um, I would love to see something like that made, you know, but I definitely miss my giant monsters in video game type games. And I think uh, that's something that hasn't been touched in a very long time. I think also because developers may also be like scared to try to do something. It is an IP. Like that. It is an IP that has, I think one of the touchiest fandoms, I would say. Next to Star Wars, maybe. <laughs> it's like one of those IPs, like like um like how EA said, like with Star Wars, it's like it's a headache to deal with because there are rules and regulations you have to follow. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to do it with Godzilla. I'm just saying, just make like your own big monster thing, you know. I mean, we've had. I'm trying to remember the name of that game where a bunch of it was by the uh, Left 4 Dead uh, team. Oh, Evolve was nowhere near that. But you, where you had, where one player played as the big monster, like, I like the idea, Evolve, where you had one player play as the big monster. And I kind of... Yeah, but he wasn't really that big of a monster. He was, like, a small apartment room-sized monster. We're talking giant freaking kaiju. I know. That are, like, skyscraper-sized tall. I mean, Earth Defense Force is the only one that comes to mind at this point. Yeah, but that... You're you're not playing as the monster. I know you're playing as the little dudes fighting them. (laughs) You're playing as the little dudes fighting giant-sized ants and bugs and things. Base still a great game, by the way. Earth Defense Force is fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think they just there was one kind of recent, like last year or so, maybe. Uh, there's one actually coming out this year. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, those games are fun. They are fun. They're fun games. Uh, They're good old cheesy fun that I highly recommend. I, I think. Um, I, I think this is a genre of games that should come back. Um, I kind of expected it with the Rampage movie that we'd get another Rampage game. Yeah, that would have been perfect, but that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, profound sadness. Profound sadness. Um, it's, it's it's definitely one of those things that we're like I find surprising that like a game developer hasn't come out and said, "Hey, we should just make a Godzilla game." You know, uh, I understand that like Toho is also very like strict about what you can and cannot do with like Godzilla when you make a game, um, especially when it came to these movies. You know, this recent uh, 
I guess, trilogy-ish, quadrilogy. There's four movies, if you count Kong, Skull Island. Um, I think it's more but than they're also, uh, yeah, because there's, there's, there's 2014's Godzilla, then there was Kong, Skull Island, then we got Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and now Godzilla versus Kong. So it's four movies. Um, yeah. However, uh, Godzilla continues to thrive uh, in the animation side of things. There's always there's all those different uh, anime-based shows, yep. like OVA-type things that have come out uh, built around the character. You had uh, that futuristic series that was like a trilogy of uh, people who, like, we lost the world to the kaiju, and then they try to fight back. Well, no, humanity uh, left is... Earth and then said, you know what? Maybe Godzilla's dead. So now we go back to Earth. <laughs> the reality is, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a new one coming out this year, I think. There's a new uh, Godzilla anime yep. coming um, out this year. It has Judge Jaguar um, in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants, right? I just like it has Jet Jaguar, and I'm like, yeah, I, I want that. <laughs> there's also another. Um, <laughs> there's also another like in in the same vein because they're reusing a lot of the uh, the the com- the um, costumes and stuff because that's what ended up happening a lot of the time. Um, there's also Shin Ultraman coming out, I think, this year. But yeah, um, I I just the the. This is like there's so much to to build here because I think Legendary has something here that can be really well done as a video game. Like give me something where you play as the monarch people and it's like you're investigating the hollow earth. No 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 no. I don't want to I don't want to play as the humans. No, no I know you don't want to play as the humans. I know. We don't want the humans in the movies. We don't want the humans in our video games either, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, like, you we get it. The human know. story is put there so that you can have the casual moviegoer to try to go see this movie. Here's a news flash, studios. The casual moviegoer is not going to see this movie. You know who's going to see a movie called Godzilla? Fans of Godzilla <laughs> who want to see a giant monster wreck stuff. That's what we're going to see this movie for. You know that scene where Surazawa says, "Let them fight." We just want we want a moment and a half of that, all right? And that's what I. That's why, you know, if, if I may talk about the movie a little bit, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I love this movie because the human story was barely there, and whenever it popped up on screen, I was like, "How long until we see the monsters punch each other?" And it wasn't very long because they were there for like maybe. Eight minutes, and then we went right back to the monsters fighting each other, and that was great. That's what we need. And what I hate is when these critics are coming out, and it's like, oh, the human story is not compelling. Good, it doesn't need to be. You know why? Because the movie is called Godzilla versus Kong. You know what that translates to? Giant nuclear lizard fighting giant, huge as all heck monkey. <laughs> I want to see them punch each other in the face, stone cold stutter one another. That's all I want. Did I get that in this movie? Yes. The human jo- shut up. <laughs> if they really want, like, if you want, if you want the human story, go watch Shin Godzilla because Shin Godzilla is done in the way how old Showa Godzilla is, 
where Godzilla is yeah, meant to be back the when allegory. They were trying to use it as like, yeah, when they're using it as political commentary. Yeah. Like, I get that. And like, a lot of these movies were done, you know, you look at Godzilla versus Biollante, it was definitely meant to yeah. teach people the dangers of pollution and stuff like that. Yeah. I get it. But at the end of the day, you want to see the lizard beat the crap out of Monster. Which That's is all we want. Which is weird because <laughs> it's like, we got that with the first Pacific Rim. Technically, I got giant robots fight giant monster. Cool. Yes. Second one was a filler arc. And it makes me upset that everyone missed the point that that's filler arc for the third one, which is going to be humans go fight the things that keep sending the, the giant monsters. <laughs> a third Pacific one. Did they, did they say they were making a third one? It's I don't know. There, but I know there's, all, there's it, that... I know there's that net, uh, there's a Netflix series for yes. Pacific Rim. So. Yes, which is a side story. I gotta but, watch that. Um, okay. Pacific Rim, because the second one didn't do as well as the first one, everyone's like, oh, it was boring. And I'm just like, you realize that this is all filler, right? That this is the necessary filler? Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to tie uh, Pacific Rim into the MonsterVerse using the whole... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, multiple reality thing. Yeah, I would love to see honestly if I would, I would love to see Gypsy Danger fight Godzilla. In all honesty, I think that's... I don't know. I think we could do without that. As, as hype as it would be, I think we could do without it. <laughs> Jaegers versus Godzilla versus Monkey. Nah, we could. Uh, um. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I think the time is right, especially with the technology now. Like, I think a true, proper Godzilla action fighty, smashy game can be made now, because like it's there. The technology is there. The city, like that Superman game from 2006? Superman Returns was 2006, right? I think so, yeah, but like what 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 was the comparison you're trying to I'm draw saying, like, there? If they were to use a game mechanic with the HP um, of the city, I'm saying, would that be? Oh, I mean, I, I I wouldn't want to put that mechanic into a game like Godzilla. Like it makes sense to Superman because at the end of the day, Superman is trying to save the city, so the city having uh, a health bar makes sense. Um, in a monster game, I think the whole point of the game would be to try to cause as much destruction as possible while you're trying to beat the other monster. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or something like War of the Monsters, where like we had a nice fast-paced, uh, you know, real fighting game, so to speak. I, was, I think I would like that, a fighting game. You know, like I said, we've come close. We had override mech riders the first one which was a little bit better second one not so much <laughs> and i'm mad because the second one has ultraman <laughs> uh. but like the fighting is not great yeah it's it's just again like i think now is the time for a godzilla game um Hopefully they look at its history and realize like, hey, here's what worked. Here's what doesn't work. Let's give the people what they want. (laughs) 
I would just want to. I just want a Toho fighting game at this point. Like, just give me all of Toho's properties as a fighting game. Give me Ultraman. Give me all of Ultraman's enemies. Give me Godzilla. Give me all the kaiju. Hell, give me uh, Gamera and everyone else too. Like, throw that all in there. Oh man, I would love that. That would be so good. <laughs> give me. I everything. think there was a recent Ultra. I'd have to look that up, but I think there was like a recent Ultraman type game. Um, they're mostly Musou games. Yeah. Or the. Uh, I still. I still play it. Uh, I think the most recent Ultraman game. don't know it's something <laughs> um but um they're mostly yeah they're mostly muso games or they're part of the um super robot series yep so if you really want to play a lot of these characters like ultraman and like go play the uh super robot series it's absolutely a great series <laughs> common writer Sentai, gundam sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the Super Robot series you had to fight Godzilla. I'm not entirely sure, or was Mecha Godzilla? It's possible. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for today's show. Appreciate everybody coming on through, hanging out, checking us out as we recorded this episode live. It'll be up later on in the week on our main website. But if you want to continue the discussion, you can do so over at our Discord. Where uh, we're all hanging out. You can definitely tag me at Omega Z. If you want to keep the discussion going, you can check us out in that Discord where we talk about all sorts of cool things like video games and wrestling and food and art. Pretty cool. Check it out. If you wish to support us even further, uh, we have our own merch over at our Stream Element store. Feel free to take a look at what we have in that shop. We got our D hoodie, our D mug, and my personal favorite, the D t-shirt. I switch them up all the time because one for one week the hoodie is my favorite, and for another week the mug's my favorite. Now this week the t-shirt's my favorite. <laughs> you should rock our merch. <laughs> uh, check out our supporters as well. One of our sponsors is. Uh, up on running on the imageanime.com. You can use our code discount20 to save 20% off all in stock products over at imageanime.com. And you can check out that crew also at the Tamashi Nations pop up down in Midtown. They're there until the 25th of April. Let them know Digital Era Entertainment sent you there and we say hi. And if you want to check out some of the products uh, that they have at Image Anime, in person, there is a pop-up shop also at the Waypoint Cafe, located in the Lower East Side at 65 Ludlow, where you can find Gino or myself there from time to time. Don't be afraid to say hi. We don't bite. Well, I mean, I know I don't. Gino I don't, I don't depends bite. on how much. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> I might have a few biting comments about video games. But... <laughs> Uh, but do stick around. Uh, we also have uh, RJ and Joel coming on later to play through some more roommates. How long are you guys playing roommates now? <laughs> it's a long game. Is it? I, I assume it's a long game. 
don't know. I, I don't. I don't expect. I know visual novels tend to have uh, multiple paths, uh, but I heard that roommates is actually pretty long. So <laughs> who knows? Um, as far as so what's coming up in the rest of the streaming schedule, uh, I myself will be bringing you guys some Outriders. I guess I'll play through the campaign until it's finished, uh, but definitely enjoying the, I'm enjoying some Outriders right now as we, as I'm playing through it now, trying to grind up and get that stuff, but we'll definitely be showing off uh, Outriders for the time being on my schedule Sundays and Tuesdays when I'm on. So we have that for you guys. Um, again, stick around for the show. Or just coming on later, uh, but that's going to do it for us here at Decode. Remember, we do this podcast every week, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Unless otherwise noted, you can check out all those announcements on our various social media. or on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, maybe if Vine was still a thing, we'd have a Vine, you know. <laughs> Anyways, <line>. guys. <laughs> Until next time. You've been decoded. <laughs>